Welcome back to another content episode of Talk to Tatiana. And today I want to talk to you about why it's harder for women to start businesses, which I believe is absolutely the case, um, and what to do about it. Why is it harder for us as women to start businesses? Well, let's just talk a little bit about that premise. This assumption, I guess, is um, something that I've noticed um, and I'm asserting this assumption based on my own personal observations in, in the United States. Um, and I see that the majority, the vast majority um, of businesses, small businesses in the U.S., um, up until recently have been started by men. And so I think the trend is already changing um, there are more and more businesses started by women, especially, you know, women who become moms, but not necessarily. And so I started thinking about why is it that we as women, and I've been asked in a couple of podcast episodes that I've been on um, as, you know, as a guest, I've been asked, why is it harder for us? And I think that it has to do with us often not taking risks, being very risk averse. I mean, people in general are, are risk averse statistically, uh, but I think that it more um, applies to, to women more than it does to men even. Um, I think that more women are more risk averse um, than men. And so for, for us, um, creating something um, is meaningful. When we create, when we cook, when we, um, I don't know, um, buy flowers, when we do other things that we normally do, it's, I feel like, like it's harder for us to, uh, to really um, half-ass it, if you know what I mean. It's hard for us to not do a great job, to not try hard enough. And um, we all know of businesses and professions where, there are a lot of dishonest people and construction is one of them. You hire someone to, um, let's say fix your kitchen. Uh, they start, they take your deposit, they start tomorrow and then they disappear with your money, never finish the job. And so many of the, many of the ones that I've experienced have been up uh, predominantly male. And so it got me thinking, what is it that we do differently? What is the thought process that we do differently that um, prevents us from having the guts to really dive, dive all in and start that business and uh, pursue our passion? We, we do have the ability um, to, to do that. We do have the ability to, to start businesses and to follow our passions. I feel that women, and again, this is my own opinion based on my own observations, uh, we as women have more passion than men. Uh, we have more um, desire to do what we love, which is often um, in motherhood, at least that's what I've seen among my friends, results in kind of losing interest in your uh, career, not for all, but for, for some. And like I said, I've been observing my friends losing interest in your acquired career and secretly dreaming about something else. And I think that this specific um, thought applies more to artists than anyone else because artists 
being an artist is by definition freedom, freedom of expression, freedom of uh, being your own boss. And I feel that that's where women um, and artists, um, and artists can be obviously male or female, um, that's where we get, I don't know whether to call it sidetracked or scared or maybe all of the above uh, on in our journey. And so I wanted to record this episode to talk to you about why is it harder for us to start businesses? Why is it, why do we start, why do we take longer? Why do we start later? Um, what is it with us? And uh, really the bottom line of, uh, of me wanting to talk to you about that today is to encourage you to go against the statistics, to start faster. There are ways to start businesses smart. And I'll talk about that a little bit. But it doesn't mean that it has to take years to get for you to get there. You, by making small baby steps every single day, or every other day, if something comes up and your kid is sick and you really can't think of anything, uh, or you can't really focus on doing anything, that's still possible, that's still progress, and that's still um, moving forward. And I think that we as girls, as women, we grow up and uh, for some reason somewhere, and I don't know the psychological answer to this because I'm not a psychologist, but somewhere down the line, we lose that confidence in the fact that we can do it. And I think that the first reason, and I'm speculating, like I said, it's my experiences and my observations and my opinions. Um, and we lose that desire to be risky. When I was 17, I actually um, was telling my parents, my dad used to um, uh, be a parachute dumper or whatever. I don't know. He was a doctor, so he was supposed to get some, not military boot camp training, but something similar where because he was a doctor, he was supposed to learn how to get to a patient if the patient is located remotely. So part of that um, training was actually jumping um, with a parachute and so skydiving. And so he's done that many, many times. He's won awards uh, on best jumps and stuff like that. And so as I was growing up, we actually had a, a, a little, um, uh, I don't, I don't even want to call it an airport because there was not really landing, landing lanes or anything like that. There was just a huge field of grass, uh, where small planes, uh, propeller planes would be landing. And so they, that, um, eventually got bought out by a private company and they started offering commercially, uh, meaning to the public, they started offering the parachute jumps. And so I was very scared, uh, to even go there and find out what the deal is, how it works, how much it costs and, and how, like what the jump looks like, but I still was curious. And part of the reason was because my dad um, had a lot of experience with it and, and stuff like that. By the way, my dad used to say that the first jump is not scary. The second jump isn't that's is a little bit more scary, but the third jump is, is when you realize what's about to happen and you're like really, really, really scared. And so that's very interesting. And anyway, so I used to tell my parents that at 16, 17, that I want to jump with a parachute. I want to jump with a parachute. I want to skydive. I want to try it, da, 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 whatever. I, adrenaline pumping. 
I wanted adrenaline. I wasn't scared. I mean, I was scared, but it was not stopping me. And um, I also wanted to do bungee jumping. Um, never done any of those things, actually, just to, just to be clear. But I wanted to for many years. And I think that over time, as life progressed, as I grew up, um, went to college, came to the U.S., um, continued school studies, um, met a boyfriend, um, and then later got kids, I never, ever want to try skydiving. I never, ever want to try bungee jumping or anything like that. But somehow I've developed fear of actually a bunch of fears. And I think as I became a parent, um, those fears actually extrapolated even, even, even higher, um, to a higher degree. And so, um, those fears, I feel like somewhere we are either taught to be careful, to be cautious, to be, um, to not take the risk because we can get hurt or we can get, um, I don't know, um, sick or we can get this or that. And I think that somehow we as, as women take that in much deeper than, than guys. Guys are taught to be tough, to be strong, to be, um, whatever. Um, and I think that they also, because of that, develop that, um, no looking back, um, attitude. And many, um, many guys take the risks that we as women are scared to take and never take. And so I think that that's at least based on my observations and my, um, thoughts, that's why we are a lot more risk averse. And when it, especially when it comes to business, because when it comes to starting a business, we, um, we, what we want to do is, um, we want to make sure that we have everything covered. We want to do it safe. We don't want to lose money. We don't want to, um, be left with no income and so on and so forth. But there are ways to do this really well. And the way to do it really well is, um, to do it slowly. Uh, I've recently talked to a client whose friend and coach, um, health coach, I guess, um, actually, um, uh, what took a program, some sort of a coaching program, another coach teaching her. Um, and, that coach was encouraging her to quit her job to to go all in um, to her into her business, and she did that. And you know, a month or two later, she was stressing out about not being able to pay bills. And so, I would never advise something like this because that's not something that you do. There are ways. There are ways to start building your business while still working full time and making money, um, and do it safely and do it so that you are never, uh, in a situation where you can't pay your bills. And so that also is a contributing factor. You come across a coach like that and all of a sudden you're quitting your job and starting a business without having a proper financial foundation. And so that's part of the reason why I wrote the book, Dream Bold, Start Smart, is to help you, um, start smart, start better, um, don't quit your job. If you're working full time and you're paying your bills, don't quit your job, but build the business around your life so that you have that opportunity. If you have a lot of demand for your, for your product or service 
to quit when the time is right. And so I want to tell you a little story about my clients who are also in the book. Um, they're under a different name and um, in the book, and they've opened, um, they wanted to open um, a wine store. They are not just a regular liquor store, meaning that they do sell other liquors, but um, they wanted to focus on a niche market, which is wines that have a story. Uh, wines that are produced by a small winery with a woman owner, uh, wines that are produced in, a, in another small winery with uh, that uh, are committed to no not adding pesticides to the cleansing process of the wine. Um, another winery, uh, which is which happens a lot with especially mass-produced wines, another winery that only produces five thousand cases a year. So very unique, very niche. Um, wines that have um, an interesting flavor, a distinct flavor, and um, also that have a story. So my favorite, they've been my supplier of wines for the past um, year, and my favorite wine um, so far has been Josh Phelps' Grounded Wine. It's um, probably $16 or $18 a bottle, uh, and uh, it's a California wine, and um, it's it's really a great flavor for me, and I really enjoy it. And uh, what's the story is that Josh Phelps grew up in the family of winemakers, and um, his his families on both sides were making wine that was really really good, but was fairly expensive. And so when he grew up, he wanted to create a wine that was just as good, but not as expensive. And so that's how Grounded came about, and it's a phenomenal wine. I mean, they ran out. Um, of each year's uh, crop, like meaning that right now, let's say a year ago, I was buying 2018 this year uh, and they ran out in like also September uh, probably or October um, and they just didn't have any more of the 2018. So they outsell um, their, their wines. And so I really enjoy it. And if you've ever, if you ever come across, try it out. Not every store carries that wine because it's fairly unique. It's not a mass produced wine. And what I didn't know that they taught me was that they, uh, the mass produced wine, they just gather grapes from, um, leftover grapes from some wineries and they basically blend it together, add some stuff, add some flavor. And that's why the wine is usually has the same flavor. Whereas smaller wineries, more niche wines are actually, uh, almost every bottle has a slightly different twist to it. Anyway, so these folks um, wanted to open um, a business and um, they were very careful and they calculated how much money they'll need on to spend on the shelves, on renovation, on the counter, on the um, um, cash register. But, but, um, it's a couple, it's a married couple and she, um, the traditional married couple. And she actually, um, was working up until the day that they got the license to open the store, which is when she gave notice to her other uh, full-time job. And she, then she quit because she knew, okay, now we have the license and we can start working and save money on labor and so on and so forth. And so, and he worked for a few months, um, at the time, <clears throat> still for maybe six months after they've opened the store so that he was just helping out at the store in the beginning. Now they both work full time at the store and um, help each other out and, you know, make deliveries and things like that. But 
um, they were very careful and very methodical when it comes to um, really making sure that they have enough money to live, pay rent, pay for the food and, and survive um, until the business picked up. And so that's how it's done properly. And so if someone tells you to quit your job to pursue your dreams so they can get there faster, yes, you'll get there faster, but you might not get there because you run out of money. And so it's always, yes, um, we always want to be a little bit more conservative or on the conservative side and do all the work before, before we dive in, uh, which maybe is a little bit harder for us. But at the same time, our businesses are much better. Our businesses are female-owned businesses are um, full of passion. We love what we do. We, we enjoy changing people's lives. And so that's why I wanted to, to, to record this episode for you, for you to get inspired and also, um, understand how, how this is really up to you to make it happen. And there's nothing to be afraid of. My book was written specifically for you. A woman who wants to be an entrepreneur, who wants to be her own boss, who wants to change the world, who wants to have a business and freedom and be able to build a business around her life and to do it smart, to do it carefully, to do it cautiously, to do it conservatively making steps and making decisions. And so go check it out when you can. And um, this is not a self-promotion at all. I just thought that it's important to, to know, to realize that it's sometimes it takes women years to, to get a business to a, a great profitable level. And that's okay. If you have support and backup for the financials um, somewhere else, meaning let's say um, a full-time job or a partner who's bringing in solid income or whatever, great. Uh, then take the time that you need. But, but Make a baby step every day if you can, and this is your secret to success. I hope this helps, and I hope to talk to you next week, which is when we have um, a great episode with um, AJ Harper on how to write a life-changing book, and I hope you enjoy that episode. It was a great pleasure for me to record it with her. All right, guys, talk to you soon.